What's going on, folks? Welcome to this week's edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Dominique Gates. Joining me is Jason Frakes. We're heading to week two of the high school football playoffs, and it's always a unique time of the year because we're transitioning into basketball. Soccer, volleyball, field hockey, all of that is done. Now it's just straight playoff football and then slowly but surely into basketball. So, you know, to be a little uh, cheesy, it is the most wonderful time of the year, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, college basketball's back and yes, all. Yes, tonight. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. Kind of kind of focus in on football and basketball here for a few weeks and, um, you know, kind of catch our breaths a little bit after the, the, the fall sports championships have all ended and yeah. uh, gear ups for some uh, – some better games this week, and then, you know, things really kind of pick up, you know, the last three rounds. Exactly. That's the main thing. So uh, before we jump into week two of the playoffs, like we have a lot to touch on, and we were talking before we started the show that we have a lot of games that we're wanting to hit on and some fun little segments and things mm-hmm. like that. Before we move along, let's give really two big shout-outs. Um, I'll say one big shout-out and another team we want to mention. We try to spotlight teams. Uh, each and every week, and you can't go any further without giving a big shout-out to Atherton. Yeah, yeah. First playoff victory in school history. What an accomplishment. I just remember two years ago going out there talking to uh, the coach, Anthony White, everyone calls him Nino, uh, and just how he was wanting to turn the tide and have some excitement and just everything with that program. And what better way to do that by making history by defeating North Bullet 21-7, to First ever playoff victory in 72 years. Definitely exciting. So I guess at this point, they'll be building a statue for Jack Harlow and Anthony White. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to think because, you know, they won that playoff game Friday and no one really knew how long it had been, you know. Um, They were like, first playoff win in 50 years or something like that. And so, um, you know, there's this uh, website that used to exist, the history of Metro Louisville football, which was a really good resource, and it died. But I still have it in like the Wayback Machine or whatever, <laughs> so it's still archived a little bit. And I got on there and got to look in, and and I thought I knew this, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. But it was the first playoff win they've ever had, and and we know that because they didn't even make the playoffs ever until two thousand seven. Wow. So they played football for 57 years at Atherton and never even made the playoffs. Unbelievable. And so, uh, you know, they had been five times before you, before this, lost all five of those, combined score of 249 to 31. Yeah. So uh, it had just gotten blown out. But, uh, you know, they got that win Friday night. It was a huge win. Um, uh, Quayshon Thompson, their freshman quarterback, had a big night. Um, you know, two touchdown passes, and he ran for another score. And, um, Coach White's really excited about his future. Feels like they've got a guy they can kind of build around these next mm-hmm. few years. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough task <laughs> coming back against South Oldham this yeah. week. But uh, at, at this point, it's sort of like who cares? You know, exactly. they, they got their win. They got that monkey off their back. And, exactly. Um, you know, it, it, it's sad to say this. You know, Adler's sort of been a laughing stock of high school football around oh, yeah. here, just to be honest. And. Um, it's great that they have something to, to to be excited about over there. I think for these past couple of years, you've watched them get closer and yeah. closer. They've been able to win some games, and they've competed harder. And 
and outside of you could say a few games like when they're playing South Oldham and you could say like North Bullet last year they were yeah. in every yep. game they were playing so you could just see them slowly taking those steps so it's cool to see them do that this year and I will say I, I'm sure I'll talk about this more in December when we're wrapping up and putting a ribbon on the football season what's been really cool about this year compared to past years Yes, you still have your powerhouse type programs, but this has been a year where we're looking at so many other teams thrive, and you just mentioned Atherton getting this playoff victory, Shawnee getting an on-the-field victory. We've talked about Bullet East, and we've talked about so many other teams like that, so it's been pretty cool to be able to just, so you could say, spread the wealth, if you will, and Every team, uh, just not every team, but so many other teams are having success on the field and doing good things, so... I think that's what's made this year pretty cool that we're just watching so many other teams. We're not just talking about the same yeah. one, two, three teams. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a couple others that we'll talk about later. Bullet Central and Spencer County, a couple yeah. of teams that are eight and three. They're hosting second round playoff games this Friday and have a have a chance to get to uh, the final eight. So yeah, um, a, a lot of teams around in our area are having big seasons that normally don't have them. Yeah, another team that I do want to talk about uh, before we jump into round two of the playoffs, a team that we were able to see for the first time last week, and that's Christian Academy. We talked about them a lot on this show, and we've been trying to figure out, like, how did this happen? What's going on with this team? You know, thought that they were a year away from being this type of team, 10 and 1, favorites to win a Class 3A title, but they're the favorites right now, and being at the game, watching them play, obviously it wasn't a contest against Henry County. Like the game never looked in doubt, right. and still uh, just watching Cole Hodge at quarterback and already knew what Easton Messer could do. Uh, wasn't really sure because the top runner Gavin wasn't playing the rusher and tackler, but still they had just so many guys that uh, played well, and uh, the defense looked really good. Special teams even had a touchdown, so that was a very uh, complete game. It wasn't pretty at all. times by no means but it does go to show that uh, Christian Academy they're ahead of schedule and this is going to be a team we're talking about for the next few years and you know we talked to Hunter Cantwell about it after the game and you know he even admitted he's I want to say surprised but he feels like they're ahead of schedule Um, I wrote a story about it today that you know they just have a lot of juniors that he was unsure about you know that just hadn't had that sort of uh, playing time yet and um you know, you mentioned Cole Hodge, the sophomore quarterbacks had a great year. They knew what they were going to get from Easton Messer. Um, I don't think they knew what they were going to get from Gavin Copenhaver, yeah. who who didn't play uh, Friday night. So we still didn't really get to see Cal at, at full strength when you think about it. But, um, you know, he had a really good year on defense last year. But, you know, he was behind, you know, Babin at, at running back and didn't get a lot of looks. And he's had an outstanding year. Um, you know, their offensive line is solid. Um, they've got nice playmakers on defense, and you know there's not a there's not a great team in, in Class Three A. No, no. Uh, and and that's not a knock on anyone. It's just there's not a there's not a team that you say okay that's the team that has to you have to be. And and it, now it's become Cal. Yeah. And, and they're not unbeatable by any means. I'm no. not going to be shocked if they get knocked off in the next few weeks, but. I think they are the team to beat. You could probably make an argument for Bardstown in that yeah. as well. They're undefeated, but they haven't played near the schedule that Cal has. So, um, you know, I- I- until somebody proves it, um, I think Cal is is the favorite to win 3A. We had so many new faces. You know, you lose 
Connor Masters, Brant Babin, uh, Braden Babin, Will Parr, uh, you know, Isaac Satterfield, on and on and on and on. So many playmakers on both sides of the ball. And just like Cole's development, all these guys have just grown up so much faster than I thought they would be. You know, we thought we were going to have a good football team, and we thought we were going to be really coming into our own in playoff time. And that really happened, really, I think, the Owensboro Catholic game. Our guys really started playing at a high level a lot faster than we thought thought we were. So I wouldn't say Cole was the biggest question mark. I think he was one of many question marks. And really, no one has fallen short. They've all exceeded our expectations, and it's why we're you know, sitting here, I believe, 10-1. That, of course, was uh, Cal head coach Hunter Cantwell who just talked and appreciated the time with him and with Cole and Easton. Uh, again, they have a lot of uh, talented pieces, so uh, interested to see what they do for the next few weeks and maybe beyond. So it's time to dock into these playoff games round two from Class 6A to Class A. We're going to talk about six of them from uh, the top ten. But before we do that, I just want to first things first list those games. Now, we do have the story on the website. Jason did a great job, as always, diving into it, analyzing it, uh, and some stats and a lot of significance in the games and the previous matchups. Uh, but let's start with, we'll go Class A and work our way up. So Class A, Frankfurt is at KCD. Holy Cross will be at Bethlehem. And Class 3A, Mercer County is at Christian Academy, as we just talked about. Class 4A, John Harden is at Spencer County. Central is at Franklin County. In Class 5A, Fairdale's at Bullet Central. Atherton is at South Odom. Finally, in Class 6A, Manuel's at St. X. Bullet East at Mel. And Ballard is at Trinity. So let's start by jumping into those Class 6A games. You ready? Let's go. Manuel at St. X. First things first, both teams were able to take care of business and got those opening round wins. Games didn't really look in doubt. Big for Manuel, even being without Juwan Northington, they were still able to get a playoff victory and uh, was able to beat uh, PRP. And, of course, St. X continued to roll as expected. When you look at this game, for me, it's one thing to look at the 42-10 to 10 final from just a few weeks ago. So that's why it's hard for me to pick against St. X. Yeah. Adding the fact that as of now, it appears Jawan Northington still isn't playing. It's right. still, you know, Scott Carmody doesn't even expect to have him. So it's hard to say Manuel will upset St. X. Can it happen? Absolutely. But it's hard to say that because yeah. who would normally be the best player on the field is not going to play. So I got to go with the Tigers, Jack Savory and company. I, I just think that uh, they take care of business and they're playing in round three. Well, the first thing, Manuel can't turn it over six times. Yeah. Uh, let's start there. They turned it over six times in that regular season meeting. Uh, like you said, San X won 42 to 10. So let, let's say the turnovers are even this time around. Yeah. Without Northington, I mean, that offense just – it's not dynamic enough to challenge a San X defense that has just been outstanding. Um uh, they've put a, they posted three shutouts uh, in their last six games. Now, granted, two of those were against Butler, but um, they're only giving up 5.8 points per game during that stretch. They're healthy. Um, that that defense, even with Norrington, Manuel was going to have a hard time moving the ball. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, Raymond Townsend's a, a nice player, um, but he just doesn't have that explosiveness that uh, Norrington has. So. Uh, you know, and, unless Darian Wilson just has the best game uh, of his career, exactly, yeah, and that's what it's going to take. Yeah, I mean, and not to put the pressure on one kid, but 
Um, he's really going to have to have an outstanding game. They're going to have to get some breaks. They're going to have to turn St. X over. Um, and, and, and even then, it's going to be a struggle. So, yeah, um, St. X. Let's go bullet east that mail. Also talking about, you know, mentioned earlier with like Atherton and the other teams that are doing big things. Bullet east it's been since 20 since. Since 2013, they were able to get a playoff victory, and they did it in impressive fashion, 49-14, to victory over Southern. I am, I've am i been very high on this Bullet East team, and I will continue to be high on this Bullet East team. So they're 8-3, and three, and they play, like I said, really good football. Yeah. Unfortunately for them, you get male. Male is male. They're 10-0. and 0. I still got to put my money where my mouth is. I got Mel in the state championship, which means I think that this great season for Bullet East does come to an end. But also, the first game was 55-14. to 14. Right, right. It was close for a quarter and a half. It was. And, I, yeah, I think not until uh, Nick Shuddy completed that touchdown going into halftime to put them yeah. up two scores to Vinny Anthony. It was, yeah, it was a tight yeah. ball game, and that's when right. Mel took over. I think the message was received after that first game where they were hitting the mouth. A little bit, so I just don't think they'll come out as slow no. and as sluggish. And you can also see that because they beat Fern Creek forty-three to nothing. So it's fair to say Mel has turned yeah. turned it up a notch. And, and you know, here's the difference in Mail and, and Manual and all these other teams. So we talked about Jawan Northington. Mail loses their number one running back, Daniel Sweeney. He didn't play last week yeah. um, against Fern Creek. They still won forty-three to nothing. Yeah. Mail can throw a guy like Antoine Weathers back there. And he can run 20 times for 102 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, it's almost like they don't miss a beat. No. Now, do, do they want to have Daniel Sweeney back there? Heck yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're fine against most teams without him. And mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see. Chris Wolf said, you know, Sweeney's questionable uh, for this Friday night. But, you know, if he doesn't play, you, you put Weathers back there and you, and you really don't miss a beat. But um, – yeah, I also think that if Mayo might have been overlooking Bullet East the first time they played them, that's not going to happen this time. Yeah. Uh, they, they saw what Bullet East can do. And, you know, Bullet East got real conservative on offense in that second half of that game. And um, I, can't, I can't see them doing that this time. You might see Egan throw the thing 60 times. So yeah. um, at least it'll be fun to watch. But, yeah, I'm, I'm – <laughs> I'm not picking against Mayo. Yeah, I, I think – yeah, right. I, I think also it kind of goes in part – you just mentioned when we were talking Manuel St. X, you said – talking about like Darian Wilson will have to have the game of his career, yeah. which is easier said than done. Yeah. But with Mel, even if Sweeney can't go, Nick Shuddy has proven like he can win right. yep. football games – for this team, so I think those, yeah, you got those three receivers, and yeah, yeah when you're throwing a Benny Anthony them. and yeah. all those guys, yeah. you know, so it's easy yes. uh, to be like, okay, Nick Shetty can win you a game, but also he's had some rushing touchdowns and right. he's he's lowered his shoulder and he's he's laid some hits on teams, so that's another reason why I can comfortably pick Mel uh, to be Mel once again. Yeah. Uh, the last of the six eight games, Ballard at Trinity, it was twenty to seventeen at yep. Ballard on October eighth. And it was close the entire game, and it was a fun game to cover. I enjoyed being out there. And do I think it will be a Ballard upset? I just can't do it, and I'm going to, once again, I'm going to take a page out of your book and look at historically. Yeah. 32 straight meetings. It's hard to say that 
the streak ends, especially because Trinity is on the level, like the level they're on right now. Yeah. You beat Marshall County 76 to 0. I don't care who it is. It could have been a JV team. If you Poor find Marshall a way, County. I know it. If you put, find a way to play, score 76 points, you got to have some confidence. Granted, Ballard beat Eastern 44 to nothing, who we knew was an improved football team. Yeah. But uh, Trinity, right where they want to be. Again, it feels so much like, I guess, three years ago with this Trinity team. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm going with the Shamrocks to get the win. I am too. The, the only thing about that history that I'll say is this. It's been 1995 since Bauer beat Trinity. Yeah. You figure those streaks, someday, somehow, sometime, those streaks are going to end. Yeah. And if it doesn't end this week, when is it ever going to end? Yep. You know? It's sort of like, okay, if, if Ballard is ever going to beat Trinity, it's got to be this Friday, right? And, and that's that's not taking anything away against Trinity. They've, they've played well here recently. But Ballard almost got them in the regular season. They've got senior playmakers. Tristan Hawkins is a very good quarterback. Shante Marrero. Very good. One of the most exciting players in the state. Yes. You know, what is that? 26 years it's been since Bowen beat Trinity. And you know Adrian Morton's looking at his chops. He doesn't have to do it against Bob Beatty anymore. Yeah. Bob Beatty's gone. Jake Hobbs, an excellent coach. Um, Trinity, by all rights, will probably win this game, and it may not be quite as close as it was in the regular season. But that still sticks in the back of my mind. It's like these things always end yep. somehow, yep. sometime, some way. And like I said, if it's ever going to happen, it feels like Friday night would be the time Bauer makes it happen. So I'm still picking Trinity. Yeah. But, but watch out for Bauer. I agree. And it's funny. It reminds me, this is college football, but it reminds me, it feels like Louisville-Clemson this past weekend. <laughs> In terms of, like, this was the year for Louisville to beat Clemson, yeah. and they, they were right yeah. there. They had their shot. Yep. It was fourth and two. Yep. That feels like, that's just what this game feels like for me with Ballard Trinity. It's like yeah. this, like you said, this is your year for Ballard to do it, and I believe they can do it. Yeah. But, you know, and, and don't get rattled. And maybe that twenty to seventeen game in the regular, maybe that was the one. Yeah. Maybe that was the one Ballard was finally supposed to win, and this time Trinity's going to do what we thought they were going to do, yeah. and we're going to look back and say, "Oh, okay, it was the regular season game that Ballard was supposed to win." But that's true. Um, you know, I'm sure they learned from that. I'm sure both teams learned from it, and that's where I'll be Friday night, and I'm. I'm for the first time in a long time, I'm going to a Bauer Trinity game thinking, okay, this is going to be, this could be interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. So let's jump to 4A. We got Central at Franklin County. This was probably one score this year, yeah. one of the more surprising ones, because Franklin County Central, I thought they were a little more even. Granted, when we talked about it on a previous podcast, usually in these type of games, it's like, okay, who's the best player on the field? It's clear it's Caden Mormon. For Franklin County. He's a UK commit. He's just unbelievable. He's rushed for over a thousand yards, 25 touchdowns. He's done it in multiple ways from kick returns, receiving, and rushing. So, yeah, he's the best player on the field. Really, obviously, a huge Cortez Stone fan. And it's going to be fun talking about him for the next three years. Yeah. Uh, Central has like that guy. Huge performance against Shelby County. They won 73 to nothing. Franklin County blew out North Oldham 46 to nothing. It's hard to say, like, okay, 
you lost 35 to 6 on October 22nd in the regular season showdown. Can the tide turn? Yes. Because you know how Marvin Dantzler is. He's an intense coach. He's a hardworking coach. And maybe he would have held back just a little bit in that game. Yeah. Maybe he's like, I don't want to give Franklin County everything because we know we're going to play him again. I don't rule that out. That's something I've always wondered about right. with coaches. In that first meeting, you're like, you're going to play these guys in three or four weeks. Do you play a little vanilla? Right. Not really show them anything. Could Central have done that? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe Franklin County is just a little bit better. Right. Um, so for now... Similar to just like Ballard Trinity. Watch out for Central. They can very well win this game. They've done it before. They did it last year in the regular season. It is hard to look at the last two scores and think that they will beat Franklin County. So for that, plus, again, Mormon is still the guy. I'm going to go with Franklin County. Yeah, I, I just can't get past the last two scores. Yeah. And, and I was at the game last year when Central won at Franklin County. Uh, Malachi Williams had a huge game, yeah. and they pulled that one out at the very end. I think it was like 18-16 to 16 or something like that. But then, you know, come back in the playoffs last year, Franklin County didn't just win that game at Central. They won it 42-6. to six. I was at it. It wasn't I mean, close. <laughs> um, and then the regular season game this year was at Central, right? Uh, it was at, uh, yeah. It, it was at Central. So Franklin County has come to Central twice in the last year and just dominated the Yellow Jackets. Yeah. And now Central has to go to Franklin County. Um, maybe that's what they need because they won that game at Franklin <laughs> County. So yeah. maybe, I don't, I don't know. But uh, I, I just can't get past those two scores. If they had been a little closer, maybe I'd be like, okay, Central's finally going to get over the hump. But, um, you know, those two games haven't been close. So. Uh, maybe Marvin Dancer's got a trick up a sleeve or something, but um, I, I just can't uh, not pick Franklin County in that game given uh, what they've done these last two times. That's true. I mean, Marvin, yeah, he's a state championship winning coach. Yeah, he's a great coach, and, and I'm sure he's going to have something. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, he's not going to take getting whipped by them three straight years. I can, I can tell you that. Yeah, that's for sure. So 3A, let's jump into uh, Mercer County at Cal. We did talk about Cal. Uh, quite a bit uh, earlier in the show, and again, they're rolling, and we've been able to watch these playmakers, like watch them for our own two eyes, yeah. and we know how capable they are of winning the game, uh, winning a state championship. They blew out Mercer County forty-two to nothing, yeah. and you talk about surprising score. Yeah, I remember we thought it was going to be a close game. It's yeah. typically kind of like whoa, up and yeah. down game, because especially this year, yep. uh, going into the year, thought Mercer County, Glasgow, those were going to be like the yeah. teams. Uh, to beat in 3A, but it hasn't been the case. Glasgow is still really, really good, and they're going to be a tough out for anyone in the playoffs. But, yeah, didn't expect Mercer County to only have 70 yards of offense. And the quarterback, Buchanan, threw three interceptions. Right. Trosper, Buchanan. So I'm going to pick Cal, and I do think they will take care of business. And uh, not to call you out, but before the show, you said – you do think it could be – it's not going to be a 42 nothing final. I mean, just in talking to the players and, and Coach Cantwell after the game, they, they both said – you know, they all said we're, we're not expecting that this time around. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I don't know all the details from that first meeting, but you like you said, uh, Mercer County's quarterback did throw three interceptions. Um, so, you know – I think Cal's the better team. I don't think they're 42 points better. I don't think anybody believes they're 42 points better. That doesn't mean it won't happen again. But, uh, you know, they do get Gavin Copenhaver back. Um, they expect to have him in uniform. So they're they're going to be full strength on offense. Um, 
and and they're just they're rolling right now. They're playing yeah, really right. good football, and uh, it, it's hard to see them losing this game. Class A, finally, Frankfurt at KCD. Frankfurt, they're on a nice little roll. They had a big thirty point victory over Eminence. Uh, KCD blew out Berea. They scored fifty seven points. What's been interesting too for KCD, uh, they were a lot of games are so close in this throughout this year, having games like. 20 points, 18 points, 28 points, and now they've been able to find a little offense. Part of that is because of the opponents they played, yeah. uh, but also their guys are just where they want to be in that regard. Uh, it was a close game last time they played, no question about it, And but KCD was able to get the victory by eight. So I am going to, especially because it is a home game, I'm going to go with KCD uh, to get the win, and uh, I think it will be a battle for them, but I think uh, once again they're going to see themselves in the uh, – third round of the playoffs and uh, win a district title. Yeah, I'm with you. I think KC wins this game. Um, you know, it, it was a tight game. and They were on the road at Frankfurt during the regular season, 28-20. to uh, E.J. Dickerson had a nice game, uh, rushed for 114 yards and two touchdowns. Frankfurt, Frankfurt, Frankfurt has a nice history, and, you know, they run the ball well. They've got two uh, nice running backs there in Jaden Morgan and Zeno Williams. Um Williams is 29 yards shy of uh, a thousand for the season, yeah. but uh, Matt Jones and KCD they're at a level now where they're expected to win these games, and they they've shown that they're good enough to win these games, and, and I I think they'll find a way. Let's have a little fun <laughs> as we wrap up the show. Call it the best shot of gonna, turning the tide. I'm gonna make a Twitter poll out of this or something somehow. It's a great idea, and we're gonna do it for now. Best shot of turning the tide. We talked about. These 10 playoff games, we broke down six of them. Any game of your choice, which game do you think is the best shot of turning the tie? Meaning, which game do you think that the score could flip? The team that lost the first time from the regular season to this playoff. Which game? Or maybe games. Which one do you think, what stands out do you think could turn the tie this this weekend? We're going to start with you, right? I'll go first. Go, yeah. I'm going to go right from where we just talked. Frankfurt at KCD. Uh, I think because it was a 28-20 to 20 final, uh, I think that you mentioned Jaden Morgan, who against Eminence had 174 rushing yards and two t- and three touchdowns. Uh, Zeno Williams, 122 yards, two scores. So they, they can run the ball. And I think that has been the one thing about KCD, as good as they've been because the offense is really good. They're not, like, sensitive to giving up a lot of yards or giving up points, but – Every now and again, they've been in some shootouts. Yeah. And so there's been some teams that, in a way, have exposed them, like Metcalf County, uh, to end the regular season. That was a pretty eye-turning uh, score for me. And uh, they've, like I said, they've gone to war with teams, with Southern, with Atherton, with Eastern to open the season. So I think that if that's the team that I think that Frankfurt could win the game, yeah. that's probably the best one, I think, out of these other games. So what you're, about you? You're probably right. <laughs> out of those 10 games, the one team probably that has the best shot is Frankfurt. Yeah. Now, you look at the scores. Of those 10 games, eight of them were decided by at least three touchdowns. Yeah. Okay? So those were all pretty decisive wins. The two close ones were KCD beating Frankfurt 28-20, to Trinity beating Ballard 20-17. to Yeah. We've gone over both of those games. I've said don't overlook Ballard. You said don't overlook Frankfurt. So those are probably the two most obvious choices. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at the other eight. The other eight blowouts. St. X blew out Manual. 
Hard to pick against Santa. Mayo blew out Boyd East. Hard to roll against that. South Oldham is probably going to handle Atherton. Yes. That was 48-14 to 14 in the regular mm-hmm. season. Spencer County, John Harden, that could be an interesting game. Yeah. That, that was Spencer County won that game 35-7. to 7. I'm not sure many people saw that coming. Yeah. So don't be surprised if John Harden makes that one a little closer. Don't be surprised if Central makes it a little closer mm-hmm. against Franklin County. I think Cal probably rolls over Mercer County again. And then Holy Cross, Louisville Holy Cross, we haven't talked about that game at Bethlehem. Uh, Bethlehem won 34 to nothing in the regular season. Yeah. So the one game we haven't mentioned, or I haven't mentioned, Fairdale at Bullet Central. Yeah. Bullet Central won that 37 to 14 in the regular season. I think Fairdale is playing a lot better uh, than they were um, to begin the season. They figured some things out. They still have that motivation. Uh, of last year, of of getting to that 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 playoff game against Owensboro and then having to cancel it. Now this team isn't isn't near as good as that one. I'm, I'm, let's start there. But right. to me, and I'm still going to pick Bullet Central in that game. But to me, out of all the other games that that of all the games that were blowouts in the regular season, I think that one might have the best chance of being really competitive. Yeah, I, I think Fairdo figures out a way. Uh, to slow down Zach Schaffner a little bit more than than they than they have, and I still think Bullet Central wins, but that might just be a a, a touchdown to size that one. So just they, a guess. There you go. It could be great, and that's the one thing. Again, I look forward to looking at scores throughout the night yeah. and seeing what could come up. So this was fun. I love the playoff football, and it's yeah. again, it's like that. I mean, it is winter go home right now, so this is where it's really kicked up a notch. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. The the fun part for me will be Friday night and getting back and getting the scores and yeah. and trying to figure out the third round matchups before the KHSAA publishes <laughs> them on their website. So yeah. I always enjoy trying to do that and you know sitting down and figuring out the RPI and and you know there there will be some some really interesting matchups that come out of that uh, next week. Yeah, so I look forward to that. So as always, each and every week from, from since week zero technically to this round of the playoffs, we've had game coverage. From games, roundups, stories, videos, photos, so much more, you name it. So the Courier Journal, as always, will be the place to be for that coverage. So be sure to follow along with each and every one of us in this sports department because we're excited about round two of the playoffs. We thank you all for listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. For Jason Frakes, I'm Dominique Yates. We'll see you next week.